Thanks for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle, but you're listening, so you should know that by now. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can find this podcast just about anywhere. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Overcast FM, Google Play, and YouTube. And of course, you can catch me on Instagram at 12kylepodcast. You can follow the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash spell it out, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. And of course, you can catch me on Twitter at 12kyle, the number 12-K-Y-L-E. And you can follow the podcast at 12kylepodcast. It's pretty simple. So there's no reason not to subscribe. All right. On this particular podcast, we're going to talk about classic hip hop albums. More specifically, what does it take to actually deem an album a classic? So sit back, pass the word, get your popcorn ready. We're going to drop the theme music and we're going to get this podcast cracking. Let's get it. Welcome back. It's your boy, 12 Kyle. Uh, As I mentioned in the intro, man, we're talking about uh, what makes a classic hip hop album. Uh, I came to this uh, discussion really from just observing a couple of conversations that I saw on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Um, Somebody's album had come out and I know, you know, I kind of, you know, take it with a grain of salt because I understand that on a platform like Twitter, Twitter, you only have uh, 140 characters, right? So, you know, there's really not a lot of room for debate, but uh, I just happened to see something on my timeline. Two guys were going back and forth about somebody's album and they deemed it a classic. Um, and, and I've seen that before. And I generally speaking, I try to stay away from those conversations, particularly with people who don't know much about hip hop or maybe sometimes with those who are slightly younger than me uh not and it's no shade to, to anybody younger than me i am tenured in hip-hop um but i think the thing is is that like their vision and my vision is a little different and that's not to say that they're right or, or, the, or i'm right or wrong um but you know if i'm in my 40s and you're in and you're 21 years old uh i think i've probably seen a little bit more than you have uh, so your view and my view is going to be slightly different. Um, again, not saying one is right or one is wrong. Um, but the, the idea or the discussion of, you know, what makes a classic hip hop album, I think first and foremost, you have to understand that when you, when you deem a hip hop album, a classic, uh, first and foremost, and I, I, I think this is a key rule of thumb. You have to understand that it is all subjective. It is all subjective, meaning that there's no <laughs> there's no governing board to make sure that uh, your album, your album of choice gets deemed a classic or what have you. So I think if you keep that in mind, I think that makes the conversation a little bit easier to digest, no matter what side of the coin that you're on, um, because it's it, I mean, it, it's all subjective. 
you know, hip hop is has only been around since the 70s. So it's not like it's a a music genre that's been around since the beginning of time. Um, nonetheless, uh, even those like myself who, t- who are tenured in hip hop and have seen a lot come and seen a lot go. I think we also have to be very mindful about what we deem classic and what we don't what we deem not classic. Um, but it's a couple of things that I think, first and foremost, that are pretty common with classic albums. And, I, and I'll give you a, give you a few. Um, generally speaking, and this is just overall, generally speaking, a classic album is your favorite personal album or one of your favorite personal albums. I, I think we can all agree on that. Uh, I... I don't think I've ever heard anybody deem something a classic that they didn't like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that's just one commonality between, uh, you know, when, when you hear someone talk about a classic hip hop album. Obviously, it's an album that, you know, a personal album to them that they personally like. Um, another common theme in a classic hip hop album is that it's an album that you listen to it weeks months even years after its release um and i'll get more into that into that in just a second um but it 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 spans time um i think that's very very common when you're talking about classic hip-hop albums um the next thing is that it's it's your go-to music um that's another common theme with the classic album what i mean by go-to music it's it's something that you often listen to and you know you it's it's you don't necessarily have to get in the mood to listen to it (laughs) you know how like so like uh you know i'm not and i'll just throw this out there even though i don't deem it classic um little john and Eastside boys (laughs) right so i don't i mean if if you and for those of you listening if you like little john and Eastside boys um, you know, more power to you. But uh, like me, like I don't listen to Little John and Eastside Boys. But if I did listen to Little John, I think that's something that you have to get in the mood for. Like I, I really couldn't see me um, listening to you know to the windows to the walls uh, right before I go into my conference uh, at work. <laughs> we got a, a, comp- a nine o'clock conference call, and I'm listening. You know. To the windows to the walls uh, no nah, i just this that's just not gonna happen um but nonetheless i think it's um i think music like that i would deem that you would have to get in the mood to listen to maybe you might listen to little john on your way to the club i don't know maybe you might listen to little john on your way to church i don't know i mean for those of you listening to little john maybe you could tell me drop it in the comment section when you listen to little john personally i don't but you know it's neither here nor there uh, nonetheless, my point is, is that that's another common theme is that like music like that, you have to get in the mood for classic albums. You generally don't have to get in the mood for because the albums are just that they they resonate with you. So they're always there for you to listen to. And it's not necessarily something that you have to kind of prep yourself up, if you will, to listen to. Um, and I think one of the other key points about uh a classic hip-hop album is the music never gets old and and i think that's i think that's very key because if we're honest with ourselves sometimes we listen to music and it's it's really really dope the first time we listen to it 
And it's really, really dope the third or fourth time we listen to it. Then it's dope the tenth time that we listen to it. You know, but around the twelfth or eleventh time, you know, maybe you're not listen or maybe something else comes along and you kind of push that to the side. Um, so I think, you know, music can wear on you or it can become stale, if you will. Um, and that happens with most music and that happens with our taste in music, um, because if we're honest with ourselves, our music is constantly changing and therefore we're constantly changing as far as how we feel about the music that's being disseminated to us. Um, but I will say this, um, if it's a classic hip hop album, then it doesn't necessarily ever get old to you. Like you don't. And again, it goes back to the point that I just made. Like you don't have to get in the mood to listen to something. Um, you know, some music you do. And it's OK, because everything that we listen to isn't classic. Um, and another thing that I, I think that goes without saying is that it's OK for some reason, I don't know where, when things have changed, but like, like it's almost like people are afraid to say, well, this is bad music or this isn't good. Um, everything that we listen to, you know, from that perspective uh, is not necessarily the greatest thing that you've ever heard. It's just not, you know what I mean? And, and it's OK to say that and it's OK to feel that way. Um, you know, and, and I was I was talking the other day to one of my boys and I was telling him, like, even on even on the most classic of classic hip hop albums or albums that you deem classic, uh, you know, there may be a song, maybe two songs that you don't particularly care for. But, you know, because the album is a classic, you'll still listen to them. But, you know, it may, may or may not be your favorite song. Um, and, and case in point, I was talking about and I did a review on this podcast on Criminal Minded. Um, I love Criminal Minded. Love the album. I think it's a classic. Uh, there's a song on the album called Dope Beat. And Dope Beat is, is, is a cool song. I like Dope Beat. It's probably my least favorite song on the album, but I still like the song. But at the end of the song, the song trails off and the late, great DJ Scott LaRock is rapping at the end. I don't like that part of the song. <laughs> I don't like that part of the song. And when you hear it and you can listen to it after you listen to this podcast, uh, I think it's, yeah, I'm wondering why they even put it on it. it you know, it didn't sound bad in 87 or 88, but in 2017, it just doesn't sound that good or, or appealing to me. So, but nonetheless, that does not take away from it being a classic hip hop album, in my opinion. Um, so I think it's OK, even with classic hip hop albums or albums that you deem classic to say, OK, well, you know what? I don't think that's. A classic or I don't like this song it's okay and it seems like everybody is so quick to be in agreement with um, music that may or may not be as good uh, as we think that it is so it's you, you have to kind of take it all with a grain of salt right so just take it with a grain of salt and just view the music for what it is and once you do that I think you you'll you'll be okay all right I tell you what let's take a quick commercial and on the other side, we're going to break it down. Uh, we're going to break down what a, what is a classic uh, hip hop album. I'm not going to name any album, many albums specifically, but I want to just give you my, my answers as to what I think makes a classic and, and how we deem uh, classic hip hop albums. Uh, like I said, we'll take a quick commercial and we'll be back on the other side. Sorry. 
Please calm down. The music and everything, everything. I said, um, I went and bought me an outfit today that costed a lot of money today. You know what I mean? Because I figured that Wu-Tang was going to win. I don't know how y'all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Puffy is good, but Wu-Tang is the best. Okay? I want y'all to know that this is ODB and I love you all. Peace. I'm confused now. <laughs> and just like that, we are back. Yo, shout out to ODB, man. That hands down, that's my favorite member of the Wu Tang clan, man. Alright, so in this podcast, as I mentioned at the top, we're talking about what makes a classic hip-hop album. Uh, right before the break, I told you that I would be coming back, telling you, and just breaking it down. Um, so I think first and foremost, what you have to understand is that uh, there's a difference. When we say classic hip-hop album, there's a difference. Um, there's the modern-day classic, and then there's the all-time classic. Um what I mean by that is that you, you can't have a you have to separate the two because I don't think that you can take let, let's use an album, for instance, like uh, a lot of people uh, that I know deem Kanye West's My Twisted Dark Fantasy a classic. Uh, personally, I don't. I like it. I don't love the album. Well, you know, I take it back. I love the album. I don't love it as much as I love College Dropout personally. Um but I've heard people call that a classic. Now, if if you deem that album a classic, my twisted dark fantasy, then I think that would be more of a modern day classic as opposed to a all time classic. Reason being is that I don't think that you could put what Kanye has up against in, in that album, which is a great album, up against um, uh, Eric B and Rakim is paid in full. <laughs> I mean, like in many circles, Eric B and Rakim's paid in full is deemed not only, you know, an all time classic, but it is deemed by many the greatest hip hop album of all time. Um, it's personally my favorite hip hop album of all time. Um, so I don't think you could deem and even like even if I go with my favorite Kanye West album, uh, which I would deem a modern day classic, that would be uh, Kanye West's first album, College Dropout. Um, does it compare to paying full? No, it doesn't. Um, and I think it's, I think first and foremost, you have to understand that it's extremely hard to compare different eras. Um, you look at an album like, you know, college dropout versus, or let's say my twisted dark fantasy that came out in the two thousands. You, you, then you have an album like paid in full that came out in the eighties. Um, and it's hard to compare the two because What's going to happen is the music is going to sound different. Uh, the MCs will sound totally different as far as their subject matter, what they're rhyming about. Um, and just everything is just different. So you have to kind of. And again, it goes back to what I said in, at the beginning. It's all subjective, but I don't think that you can necessarily um, quantify the two because they're in they're, they're on polar opposites. Uh, I, I couldn't compare uh, To Pimp a Butterfly to uh, Raising Hell by Run DMC. To Pimp a Butterfly from uh, um, Kendrick Lamar to, uh, you know, something by Run DMC, Raising Hell. Um, 
so yeah, it, it, it's. I think you have to you have to keep that in mind. And I think a lot of times when I hear people talk about, oh man, such and such album drop. This, this album's a classic. Personally, before I even get into the discussion, I automatically in my mind deem it if if they're calling it a classic, then I just deem it a modern day classic. I don't deem it an all time classic. I just don't. And and I think that's fair for me because maybe the person who is saying that uh doesn't necessarily maybe they haven't heard you know criminal minded or maybe they haven't heard paid in full or maybe they haven't heard the great adventures of slick rick i don't know <laughs> so uh which i think all hip-hop fans should have at least heard but you know that's neither here nor there um but i understand too that some people you know they they love their eras and and i get it uh but when you when you're talking about it and speaking about it, uh, you know, and removing your biases as to what you like, uh, I think it's very hard to compare. I mean, like, you know, it's it's hard even. And I'll I'll use a sports reference. I'm a sports guy. I use I like to use sports references. Um, it's hard for me to compare uh, Oscar Robertson to Michael Jordan. I didn't see Oscar Robertson, right? You know, I so I I can't. All I can tell you is what I saw on film. I knew he was a bad man, you know, but I saw Jordan. I saw Jordan in his prime. So um, I can I would never make the comparison between Jordan and Oscar Robertson. Maybe I could make the comparison between Jordan and, and Kobe Bryant because I saw both of them in their prime play. Um, you know, I mean, Jordan's better, but that's not, <laughs> that's another story for another day. But nonetheless, um, I think it's uh, it's it's hard to compare errors. It just really is because. Of your subject matter because of how MCs evolved and their subject matter and what they talked about and what they did on the mic. Um, and then the world around them was totally different as well. So I, I think you have to you got to keep all of that in mind, man, as, as you're trying to you know decipher what what is a modern day classic as opposed to an all time classic. Um, like I said, it's hard to compare errors. Um, the subject matter is very important. Uh you know, nowadays, I understand why, you know, rappers or MCs would be rhyming about drugs, girls, crime. You know, I mean, and, and that's not to say that it wasn't rhymed about in the 80s because it was. <laughs> in fact, Criminal Minded was one of the first albums where you heard about drugs and violence and prostitution and things like that. Uh, N.W.A. came through and blew the doors off and they were killing people in every song. Um and I deem, and many have deemed, uh, Straight Outta Compton a hip-hop classic. Now, I think one of the things that you have to understand, too, is that when you look at the subject matter and what makes it, what's the difference between a classic and a modern-day classic, is not only the subject matter, but, you know, the world around them, but it's an all-time classic album is a groundbreaking album, meaning that there's no other album like it in the particular genre that it is. So if you deem paid in full a all-time classic, you can't point to me and say, okay, well, hey, this album sounds like paid in full because there there are no other albums that can compare or sound like it in, in that same era of time. Um, same for Straight Outta Compton. You know, were they, you know, was... Uh, Dr. Dre and the guys and Ice Cube were they blow and Easy E were they blowing you away with lyrics and Ren were they blowing you away with lyrics? Of course not. I mean, like they had some dope lyrics, you know, for the time that in which the album came out. 
And that's the thing you have to kind of put it in perspective. And that's why I say it's very hard to compare eras because, um, you know, if Easy E was talking about cruising down the street in my 6'4", you know, that may not, <laughs> that's not necessarily going to apply to someone listening to hip hop today. Um, nonetheless, I think it's these the classic albums are your albums that are the blueprints that are the trendsetters for what the next wave of albums or MCs will be. So if you take an album like a college dropout of my twisted dark fantasy, while it does not stack up and there's no shame in it not stacking up with paid in full or, you know, um, criminal minded, what it does is it set the bar for where MC's production, the whole nine would be at the time that it came out. So I would deem those modern day classics. Um, and so that's how I think you have to look at it. Like personally for me, I, I think it, it one of the other biggest things that you have to understand too is that, um, and I talked about it in the, in the beginning, is that it takes time. I mean, it, it, it truly does take time. Um, you, you can't have a all-time classic or deem an album an all-time classic or even a modern-day classic for that time, for that matter if it's been out for a month. <laughs> I mean, like, I've seen people review albums and, you know, they say, oh, man, this is a classic. Wait a minute. Pump your brakes. <laughs> It just it, it doesn't work like that. I mean, like you have to be able to digest. I mean, like I think you you could make a case that an album probably should be out five, ten years before you could even consider it a classic. Um, I, I will go this far as saying that is that like the first time that I heard an album, like when I heard reasonable doubt in 1996 and i said it on i did a podcast on reasonable doubt um reasonable doubt nobody listened to reasonable doubt the first time and said yo this is a classic son this is dope i mean we knew it was dope we knew it was a great album but no no that album became a classic over a period of time same with illmatic now illmatic was highly highly anticipated because of Nas's verse on um live at the barbecue but no, I mean, you you didn't listen to Illmatic the first time and say, yo, it's it's a classic. I remember hearing Illmatic for the first time and I remember I kept playing it for my boys. Anybody that got in my car, uh, I would play the album for them. And like we go, we could just be riding to the store and, and I'd be playing the album. And I had a, and I, I remember I had a couple of friends that didn't even like it. And I'm like, how do you not like this? Same for Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, in the 36 Chambers. Um I have friends and teammates in college who couldn't even understand what I mean, like they did. It was like, OK, well, who's rhyming now? OK, who is that? Who is it? <laughs> it was real funny. But nonetheless, I think it's it's it happens over a period of time. Uh, you, you can't deem an album a classic after your first listen. You can't deem an album a classic after your 10th listen. It takes time. It takes years and years and years before an album is deemed a classic. Um, even as I was preparing to do this podcast, when I sat down, I started thinking about like, what's the last classic album, um, or at least modern day classic album that I've heard. Um, I think the last classic modern day album that I've heard is uh, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. I can make a case that 
I think it's going to be a modern day classic. I, I, I think it goes without saying. I think that ultimately it will be a modern day classic. I would have liked to have seen if Kendrick Lamar was around in 1988, the greatest year in hip hop. If he had made an album like that, where it would have stacked up, I think this album is so incredible that it would have been right there with the rest of the great albums from 1988. So I think in that vein, Kendrick Al Kendrick Lamar would have made an album that is a, a all-time classic. Um, he can't help it when he when he was born. Uh, but I think if if somebody said that, you know, in a few more years, we'll go back and revisit it and, and talk about it. And they they may deem to pimp a butterfly a modern day classic and, and try to make a case for it being an all time classic years from now. I, I'd be up for that discussion because I don't know how much pushback you could get for that album making a case for that because it is a phenomenal album. Um, but that being said, again, going back to my point, you can't, when an album just comes out, you can't deem it. And I, I understand that there's, uh, <laughs> millennials, if you will, young, younger folk, younger generation, you know, they deem stuff classics like that. I, personally, I, I understand why they do, but I don't think that that's safe. Uh, it's not safe for the culture. It's not safe for hip hop. You know, if you're deeming something um, a classic and you, you know, barely had a chance to digest it. Um, you know, I, I remember hearing, uh, Stevie Wonder's songs in the key of life, uh, when I was a kid and I didn't know it was a classic, but I knew it was some dope shit. <laughs> you know, my parents played it around the house and, and then he dropped hotter than July. And that was like one of my, that's one of my favorites. Those two albums, my two favorite Stevie Wonder albums, two of my favorite albums, of any musical genre of any time period. Um, and I know I understand it's a little bit different for R&B, but nonetheless, it's in the same vein. I think you have to you got to give it some time. man. I think, <laughs> I think people are too, too. And it goes back to the society that we're in. They're too quick to deem stuff the greatest. I mean, like you can't be, you know, like you can't like like people were saying. And I'll use another sports reference. People were saying Steph Curry was the greatest basketball shooter of all time he's not the greatest shooter of all time he's a great shooter but you can't be the greatest of all time and your career ain't even halfway over i mean he might get on drugs and you know fall out of the league i don't know i mean i, mean, I don't wish anything bad on steph curry um you know it's just you got to give it time you know like and even back to a sports reference people always ask me about you know what i think of lebron i think lebron james is a phenomenal player he is he is the best of his generation and where he will go down in the all-time greats remains to be seen. You know why? Because he's not done. <laughs> Let him finish first, and then we can decide where we may want to place LeBron. Um, I say that the same for some of these albums that are coming out. Uh, we've seen some very, very good albums come out. Um, that being said, I think you have to, They a lot more of them probably fit in the modern-day classic. Um, there's probably more that aren't classic that people deem modern day classic that I won't co-sign with. But, you know, if, if that's their opinion, that's fine. Um, but uh, no, I, I, classic is not either modern day or all time classic. It's not a word that I throw around a lot because I understand that, you know, it's, it's very imperative to hip hop that we preserve the best of the best of the best, you know, the dope of the dope of the dope. I mean, like you, you can't, every album can't be a classic. <laughs> 
every album can't be a classic, man. It's just it's it it just can't happen. Um, and 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 last but not least, man, you you can't have an all star roster and your your on your album and it be a classic. I mean, if you look at some of the you know all time classics, if you look at you know the Great Adventures of Slick Rick, if you look at uh, it takes a nation of millions by Public Enemy. Uh, if you look at Strictly Business by uh, EPMD, just to name a few, you know there weren't 15 guest features on those albums. There weren't, you know, 22 producers to produce 22 songs. 22. I mean, like think about it like this: if you if you're making an album, right, and you go get Kanye, you go get uh, I don't know Pharrell. You go get Timberland. You go get Primo. You go get Ninth Wonder. Those are five of the arguably the best producers in hip hop right now. So you go get all of them and put them on your album. And then you go get Jay-Z for a verse. Then you go get Nas for a verse. Then you go get Kendrick Lamar for a verse. Then you get Kanye on the verse of the album of the song that he produced. Then you get, uh, I don't know, 50. I mean, like. You add all of these people to it. So it's, it's like you got an all. I mean, like you literally your album is littered with all stars. How could you not win? <laughs> How could you not, you know, go? Well, by theory, you probably should go triple platinum, even though record albums don't. Sell. I wish I had time to talk about why albums don't sell anymore. But um, nonetheless, I think it's it. You're doing yourself. I don't want to say you're doing yourself a disservice because I understand why artists get with other artists, but you can't necessarily deem an album a classic if they've got, you know, if, if it's not their album. And what I mean by that is that if you've got 10 other artists on your album, then it's not your album. It's more of a compilation. They're just packaging, pack, packaging it as your album. Um, so, yeah, man, all star rosters. And now this is just my personal opinion. If you've got, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight features on your album, I'm not I'm not labeling it a modern day class because um, it's just not. I think you you kind of stacked the deck. You went, you know, you went Golden State Warriors on them. <laughs> Another basketball reference. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I think, you know, it's those are some of the things that make help make a classic hip-hop album again it's all subjective um but i think we have to be we as hip-hoppers we as hip-hop heads have to be very very protective of how we how and where we use those words uh classic hip-hop album because you know it's it's about the culture but more importantly people are listening and as long as people are listening we have a chance to influence them so we got to make sure we get it right that's going to do it for me. Thank you for listening to another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.